Hi, Royals fans. This is J.J. Piccolo. The University of Kansas Health System is the official health care provider of the Kansas City Royals. And gone! Trust the same experts who make the right call for the Royals and go to kansashealthsystem.com slash royals. Good morning, Kansas City. This is the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Stephen St. John and Nate Piccati with Jay Gutierrez on this Tuesday, February 13, 2024. Thank you so much for joining us. Later on at 7.30, we'll be joined by former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio. Then in the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to have Mark Bowrich, your former Chiefs wide receiver in studio, to celebrate the Super Bowl game-winning touchdown caught by Nicole Hartman. So just for today... We will refer to him as former Chiefs wide receiver, Nicole Borichter. <laughs> Marco, Marco Borichter will join us in the 8 o'clock hour. And then at 9.05. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Jeff Chidea, who somehow is picking uh, against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, even though they just won it. He uh, still thinks there's a way they could not end up as champs. We'll uh, talk to Jeff about that from NFL Network and NFL.com and get his thoughts on how this team did it against all odds and won all these playoff games where all these people picked against them. Got a lot of text messages yesterday about Jeff Chidea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I mean <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that's what happens, man. He did pick the Chiefs to win. Right. Yeah. That's what oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. looking back at my notes. I'm yeah. Like, oh. we, you know, we played one shining moment for him. Yeah. It's different after yeah. you picked him to lose in the divisional round in the AFC Championship game. So. Absolutely. You know, I've thought about going back to some of my tweets of people getting mad at me, criticizing me. Oh, can we worry about the Chiefs yet? Are we allowed to worry? After I got mad that people were, were overreacting to regular season struggles, but... Um, I was going to say that that uh, I'm not going to do that. I just haven't had time to do that. I <laughs> fully plan on doing that as soon as I get the opportunity to go go through my tweets and and do that. <laughs> so I remember them. You know, I would get so pissed off. Can we worry yet? Yes, worry about this regular season loss. You know, wring your hands until they bleed. I don't, look, I don't know how many championships this team's going to have to win for people to just chill out during the regular season. Maybe, maybe it's three. Maybe this will be. Maybe this will be the ultimate lesson that is learned. Never doubt the Chiefs, especially based on what you're looking at in the regular season. You know, don't do it. And just remember what Patrick Mahomes said: the Chiefs are never the underdogs, ever. When it matters, and that's the postseason. So, I mean, I think if you do it after this point, then you're just well, bit, then you a little bit crazy. To. Oh, but, wow. oh, people are still going to freak out next year if they lose two games in a row. I think. You see, that's that's. I think they were a little bit crazy this year, and that's why I, I butted heads with so many people. It's like I, I mean, like, what's a what's a head coach and what's a quarterback and what's a team got to do for you to trust them? Back to back, three and five. We good now? 
Have they shown you the way? I think so. I think so. And, and guess what? They're not going to go 17-0 and 0 next year. No. They're going to lose to a team. Well, they probably that, won't. They're, they're going to lose to a team that they should beat. They're going to lose to a team that's going to make you mad. They're going to lose to a team because they made some mental errors um, or somebody fumbled or maybe Mahomes throws an interception or maybe Andy doesn't have his best day. That's going to happen. But you want those things to happen in the regular season and not in the postseason when this team locks in and plays at an absolutely different level. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, my voice is crap still. But you know what? I got I, I keep, I'm getting ahead of myself. I was told for people, because people who asked me, how's your voice? And thank you very much. That is nice of people to reach out. And they were asking after the Super Bowl, hey, you going to be good tomorrow? How's your voice? It's So I did go to the doctor. I went to a throat specialist. Um I I do have some damage to my uh, vocal cords. I'm on uh, I'm on some good medication, a nice steroid pack, um, and some other medication that uh, she thinks is going to help me. But it kind of surprised me because I said, "Well, how long do you think before I can get fully healthy again?" She goes, "Well, you have to do everything that I tell you and take this medicine. And when you're not on the air, you got to try to rest your voice as much as possible, which is almost." impossible for me and my love of talking not in public to my family I like to talk I'm a, I'm a big talker at home and so um, but she said it could be you know best case scenario two two to three months and when she said two to three I thought she was going to say weeks two to three months but it could take as, as much as you know four or five or six months so just, I, you know if it sounds like I'm speaking with a very breathy bedroom voice it's just I'm trying to find a <clears throat> trying to find a sweet spot here so uh, you can hear me and it's not uh, it's not killing me to talk. So and the board may just has to boost your levels and think you're all maybe. Good, and know? I feel like I'm not doing any more damage or whatever. <clears throat> so uh, ride with me, baby. I'm still going. So I apologize if my voice sounds any different. I've been told it'll get better as the weeks and hopefully months go on. And so uh, it's a, it's a, it's a they, I was I was they put a camera up my nose and down my throat on Friday and I was they were telling me all these different things. Well, we we want to eliminate this, we want to rule this out, and I was you know it was some nervous times, but it was all good. Wonderful doctor, and so uh, thank you all the people that reached out checking on me to make sure I was good to talk about the Super Bowl. You know I ain't gonna mess that. But man, listening to my voice last week that was rough. It felt rough, and it, it hurts hell now to talk, but it's much, much better, much better than it was in improving every day, so thank you. Um, I know uh, Nate sent me a text message and said, hey, man, we need to lock in and talk all football again on Tuesday. Yep. Uh, and I said, well, you know, we can't do that. Can't do it. You know, I'd like to help you out there, but. What was what was what was that on Big Monday last night between KU and Texas Tech? Well, I can tell you that. What's that all about? In the second half, I was back to rewatching the Super Bowl. Bill Self got thrown out of the game. <laughs> yeah, he did. And I was already watching the Super Bowl by that point, so it didn't look like he was too disappointed to be thrown out of that game. <laughs> no, it did not, did it? 
I mean, like I said, I threw myself out of the game before that point. It kind of looked look like I had, he had a look on his face like I do, like when I'm leaving a public event, like after I, I've been wanting to leave for about an hour, <laughs> and I get that yeah. smirk, like, I'm, <laughs> bye. Gotta go. He did not look disappointed. <laughs> uh, but I saw some, so it was what, 79 to 50, right? Yeah. That's the worst loss that they've had under self against an unranked team. And that's the that's the fewest amount of points they've ever scored under self. Do those two things sound correct? Man, I, I that sounds. I guess that's true. I mean, I've, I've I think the lowest before was was last year fifty three against Iowa State. Man, um, but when, when have you? When, so when have they scored? It would have to be in the forties. When have they scored? Yeah, the 40s? I can't imagine that has happened. Yeah, it was bad, man, all the way around. They never really made you feel like they were going to be part of the game either at, at any point. Well, I mean, they cut it to nine with you know early in the in the second half, and I started live betting it. Uh, how'd that go? How'd that go? <laughs> which, way, say, which way were you live betting it? I, don't... I guess maybe they made some people feel like they were going to be a part of it. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> here they come, plus nine and a half. They'll, they'll cut it, to, you know, inside mm. that, and then oh, okay, I'll, I'll double down plus eleven and a half. All right, I'll double down on that. It's uh, oh no way they lose by fifteen. At the end of the first <laughs> half was the time I was struggling mightily to get my four year old to go to sleep, and uh, I had the TV on out in in our bedroom so you could just hear a little bit of the volume, and about every fifteen seconds you just heard the crowd roaring. <laughs> yeah, that place was loud, man. It was like there were a lot. The, the the Red Raider fans had a lot to cheer about. I was noticing while I was away from the TV, and I was like, well, that doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> And uh, just kind of went that game the whole that, that way the whole game. So KU is is they are a bad basketball team away from home. I mean, I think that that can they turn it around? Hey, it's Bill Self. And they've got some great wins at home. Yeah, they do. But also, you know, not having McCullers is, is, is a big deal. That's a big deal, but I don't know if it's 29-point big deal. And obviously, no. they, there were two guys they couldn't stop last night. Those guys absolutely killed them. The rest of the team, you know, Bill Self's like, well, we guarded everybody but two guys pretty well, but the two guys we didn't guard well just went like 17 for 19 from the floor. It was one guy 12 or 12? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you have McCuller, that doesn't happen, but. It, it shows their lack of depth. Dude, they're 2-5 I mean, away from home. Two and five, Kansas. You know, like yeah. When was the last time they were two and five on the road in conference play? I can't imagine that's this, happening. This year. Or so. <laughs> the last time before this. No, smart ass. Yes, a question. Night. I'm trying to yeah. answer it for you. It's accurate. I'm sure, it's out there. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. You have to go all the way back yeah. to this year. My point being is, I don't. Remember, I mean, I feel like Kansas. That's one of the things that's always been so impressive about. Bill Self teams is they 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 go on the road. They're tough. They keep a tight huddle, as Bill Self always says. So they clearly l- lack depth. Yep. And I was listening to part of the broadcast last night, and they said, you know, when, when asked about it, Bill Self said, "This this will never happen again. This will never happen again." And then they showed the list of players that that could have been on the roster and all the different reasons why they weren't. Um. But also, this is hey, welcome to life in college basketball that Kansas usually doesn't have to deal with, right? Right. Welcome to how the rest of the people live. 
You know, we don't know what it's we'll, like to go into a tournament less than a four. We don't. We don't have eight superstars. What do we do now? You know, it's like that's yeah. that's how most people. You know, it's it's it, they've had an embarrassment of riches as far as talent and depth. Is my point. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of college yeah. basketball teams that operate every year with that thin of a bench, and you know, we only have four great players. Who's going to be the fifth? Yeah. Oh, now we have five great players, but who's going to be the great sixth man? Like, you know, mm-hmm. most teams never have that conversation. Most teams are trying to figure out, you know, can we get two great players and fill out the rest of our team? Whatever. Uh, but how much of it is – this is a conversation I heard somebody having the other day. How much is it Kansas having a down year for whatever reason – lack of depth, whatever, versus the league being as tough as it ever has, as it's ever been? Or is this, I mean, is it is it both? If, if, the, if the league would have always been this tough with these teams, would Kansas still enjoy the same success over the last two decades? Is this Kansas just having a bump in the road? You know what I mean? I mean, this league is different yeah. now. Yeah. It's a lot different, right? Travel's a lot different. Everything's a lot. This is not the same league where Kansas won the conference every year and there was no question who was going to win it, right? Maybe someone could tie them. Yeah. Is it the the conference? Is it the team? I think it's much more about the team than it is the conference right now, and here's why. So you don't buy into this? No. Conference is a gauntlet, and, and no one's no. going to dominate this conference. It's just too damn good top to bottom. In, in some ways, I think that the, the schedule can be easier in the conference now than it was before when you played a round robin and you played every single team on the road. You look at the KU losses on the road, they have three losses against teams that are in the bottom half of the standings. Central Florida is not a great team. It's not like, oh, man, now Central Florida got added to the to the schedule and – it's one thing, okay, they go lose at Houston, they go lose at even BYU, places like that. Yeah, but like Central Florida's not good, and they lost to them. Um, West Virginia, not good this year. They're 8-16 and 16 as a team. They lost to them. You know, K-State's having a, a struggle of a season here recently. Now, that's a rivalry game. Maybe you just say, hey, look, that, uh, that game, that's a rivalry game. You're going to get the best shot from K-State, so it's not, it's not a shame to lose to them or anything like that, but... You know, they're they're not like that's not one of the like that's not the same K State team from a year ago that beat them. You know that case. I think most K State fans would say that team last year was a better basketball team than the one they've got this year, right now, and they lost to them. So I think it's more about Kansas, honestly, um, than it is the conference. I think we have, we probably need a bigger body of work. You know, we need more time. I thought you were going to actually go with to the idea that is this. The transfer portal and the new uh, is it? the new system, I don't know. I mean, I would think Bill Self would be one of the bigger benefactors of it because they got Hunter Dickinson in the transfer portal. They got you. Lance McCullough in the transfer portal. It's two different sports, but we've seen enough college coaches want to get the hell out of college football because some of the advantages they had in the past no longer exist. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't think that's partially... Part of the reason why Nick Saban left, why Jim Harbaugh left, Chip Kelly went out of town. You got you got coaches, head coaches that are looking to be coordinators in the NFL. 
Of course that's part of it. Right. Now, some coaches are built for it. Some coaches will thrive with the system. Some coaches don't want to jack with it. Right. And and, and that you bring up a good point. I wasn't going to do that, but okay, all right, man, fire some arrows at Kansas. Let's go. Do you think... <laughs> Fired arrows no, 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 seriously, but it's it's, yeah. it's 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 a it's a it's a reasonable question, okay? Kansas has had decided advantages over other schools, mm-hmm. you, whether you want to say legal or illegal. That's up to you. They've had advantages, correct? Have they had advantages? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Would you say all the blue it's easier do. to recruit with that, at Kansas with that Adidas money and Kentucky? Yes, it, it's it is. <laughs> I know, you, you absolutely. Know, okay. Has that gap been closed with NIL and transfer portal in the ability for some of these other schools to to literally pay players I mean, to go to their school? I would think it it yes. has to make a difference. Oh, it does. And not only closes all the gap. Well, I mean, look at just, Kentucky right now. It has to make a difference. It has to. I mean, there's people yeah. calling for Calipari's head right and now. See, and that's what, like, like for me... In in college football, that's what I'm hoping for, because if you and I'm just it's I know you don't want to hear it, but just look at it. Mizzou has been on the forefront of all this NIL stuff. They've been all over it, and they've been locked in lockstep with the state. They they are attacking this, and that's why like I'm hoping Drinkett's one of these guys. He's built for this. Mm-hmm. He's thriving in this. He likes this. You know, he's a young head coach. This is this is this is the game he wants to play. A lot of coaches that have been around for a lot of years, they don't want to do this. Yeah, they 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 want to pay their players under the table in a leather satchel. They don't like this nil stuff when everyone can pay players. That's just the truth. And so, for 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 me, I'm hoping this closes. What are you laughing for? <laughs> leather leather. I'm, I'm, I'm talking that's, I'm, SEC. You don't think? Yeah, no. You know, you don't think some of these powers in the in SEC football. Are mad watching some of these players. Oh, yeah. You know why? Why is that player going to Kentucky? Why is that player going to Mizzou? We used to be able to do it the good old fashioned way and just right. pay him under the table. Get them the money. What's going on here? It, it is. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that that's the reason why Mizzou's making these big strides and having good recruiting classes and playing in the Cotton Bowl and beating Ohio State. I hope that's that's the the fact. So I, that, I'm just curious. I don't think there's any question that it's changed the game and it's closed the gap a little bit, but I'm just curious how much you think. Yeah, and I, I think we need more time probably to tell because there's going to be adjustments. And one year, just because you have, like you said, I mean, Jake was saying, like, you know, K, you don't even know what it's like to be less than a four seed in the tournament. Everybody else knows what it's like to not make the tournament. Like, right. even the biggest blue bloods, North Carolina and mm-hmm. Kentucky, miss the tournament sometimes. But you can agree does. this gives some teams – the opportunity of players they would have never had the opportunity of yeah. before. Well, here's a, here's a good example. By paying them. Well, and here's a good example. I, I think, by the way, for the record, I think Bill Self embraces this situation. I think I, I, I've talked to him. I've heard other people. I think he embraces this, and he thinks in the long run he's going to use this to his advantage, him vowing this is never going to happen again. I think some of this just comes down to timing and the way that the classes came together. It's harder to line that up when you're going with transfers every year than when you have just freshmen coming in. But they go out and they get Hunter Dickinson, right? Ernest Uday, who developed for a year last year, says, all right, I'm going to TCU. There's a domino effect. In the conference, doesn't have to sit out a year, probably going to get some good money down at TCU. And all of a sudden, 
you know, TCU gets a little bit better, and KU loses some of that depth that maybe they had in the past. You don't have to right? sit there and just wait and sit behind yeah. somebody if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah, and I think there is a knock-on effect for that. That probably does make it harder to keep depth because now you got to have a talented guy that you're developing and convince him, hey, don't worry, even though we brought in this guy that's you know potential All-American, you should still stay here and play and bide your time. Right, I do think there is a big difference between the NIL and college football and college basketball, just because of the numbers. I I, I just think it's easier to to keep those guys, and, and you have such a smaller smaller net, right? You, you only need you know five or six you know studs, and so you're keeping less people. Like you don't have to worry about keeping as many people happy, so to speak. You don't have to worry about you know. Pleasing everybody, you only you only got you got fifteen guys that you worry about instead of you know ninety, you know what I mean, so, right? And, and so just but by, fewer have to leave for it to make an impact in basketball than in football. Like the, like he said, you know, one big guy that's your your key big man off the bench doesn't like the guy that you brought in, he's gone, and then it jacks with your bench. Yeah, I mean. That's a fair point too. I just I, I think it's different for for some reason in terms of well because it's bigger numbers. Yeah, but, but I, I, it's it's the same that schools have opportunities to recruit players and actually get these players. Yeah, that they that they they couldn't in the past. I do think there are advantages in terms of like what Kansas does, like look at all the pros that Kansas puts into the league. I mean that that makes a difference. Look at the, the, the there's very few places in the country that are like Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, and I would also bet that KU's got a, the ability to to get more money in NIL to these guys right. than a lot of other places. But the gap I'm not saying yeah. the gap's gone, right. but it's it's not as as wide, the, the advantage right. is lessened without right. a doubt. Right. Without it's, a doubt, it's different. The margin <laughs> the of error is The playing field isn't level now, right. but it's closer to being level than it was in the past. It even sure. things out. Yeah. So then, if you compare, yeah. if you compare, okay, so that, then the transfer portal, which mm-hmm. and because and because you, you think you know about the players that have developed over the years at KU by sticking it out, maybe if the transfer portal is available. They don't all stick it out, and, and they're and they're tantalized by hey, come to this school and you you start right away, and we're, you know we're still a good school. I mean, you never know; not every single person is going to, you know, yeah. say no to that. And then on top of that, this is a deeper conference, right? It's a it's a it's mm-hmm. it's 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 the best conference in the country. Everybody says right. right? And now they've so, said that in the past about the Big Twelve, but there's even more good teams now. It's a weird conference. I mean, yeah. it's just like, you know, it's weird. all over the country and everything else. you got to wrap your head around it, and it's not – and we're going to get even more changes coming up with conferences and everything else. But, I mean, just, like, look at at, at the rest of KU's schedule. What's what's the easy game? And we're talking about – there's still six games left in the, in the regular season, right? At Oklahoma, I like KU's chances, but that – I mean, it's at a ranked team. You shouldn't oh. like their chances right now, the way they're playing away from home. There it is. I'm on KU's you know, side, and it's not. They're just you know, definitive. Uh, Texas, here's the deal. I don't know why, but I've watched enough Texas. I, whenever I watch Texas, they go, oh, they're going to lose this game. Then they win it. And then I watch Texas, and clearly has nothing to do with DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> My anger at Texas. Then when I think... Oh, okay. Texas got things figured out. They're going to win this game. Then they go out and lay an egg. I can't. 
go figure out Texas and then predict right. they I have no idea. It's at Allen Fieldhouse, so I'll pick Kansas. Yep. But for some reason, sometimes Texas plays like they're one of the best teams in the country because they have talent. But then other times you watch them and they, well, they, good God, that team could lose anyone. And it, it shows their record in the conference is not good. Um, five and six. Home against BYU. You love the chances. Allen Fieldhouse, BYU's a top 20 team. At number 12, Baylor. Home, nope. against, home against K-State, the revenge factor, yeah. they yeah. should be able to, to, to win that game. But then at Houston. Nope. I like him in the home games. I don't like him in the away games. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it seems overly simple, okay, but that's so, kind of the way so it's been if, if that's what if that's where you're going to go, I'll, 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 I'll say they figure things out enough to where they, they win one of the road games and, and win all the home. So four and two. Let's just say four and two. That's and that's not overly optimistic. In the past, you think they're going to go five and one or win them all. Yeah. Let's see how they go four and two. What's that? Eleven and seven. Yeah. Last time you, you know, right? Yeah. Let, let, okay, and that's being that's being a little optimistic, right? Let's say they fit, they do what you say, and just win the home games and lose the road games. That's ten and eight. That's just right. That'll be just right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now, Houston is ahead of them. Iowa State's ahead of them. Texas Tech's ahead of them. Baylor has two fewer games, but they're 6-4 and KU 7-5. and five. Oklahoma 6-5. TCU 6-5. I mean, you feel like Houston is probably going to win it. You know, and they have Kansas in Houston to end the season. It seems like that, you know, next to Allen Fieldhouse, that's the toughest place to play right now. And he said, but I don't know. It's wild because, you know, Kansas thumped Houston. You know, like they controlled that, but that was at Allen Fieldhouse. Like the difference between Kansas home and away this year. Eight on five, bud. Well, Iowa State. But they've always had eight on five. They've still been good on the road. You know, they've always had the refs in their back pocket. They've still been a good road team. Iowa State's in position to win it. They're seven and three. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I, I, they're, they're. The way they play away from home this year is is uncharacteristic. Well, last night was starting. Last night was startling. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that's one was, a whole different. Yeah, because the other ones is more like okay, I mean, it's a close Iowa game. State, Iowa State, they just shot lights out. And, you know, they cut it close, and, and Iowa State just kept hitting shots. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the other games, the Central Florida game, and, and all those games, they they're in the game. Yeah, and then they just kind of didn't execute down the stretch, which is not what you're used to. You're used to seeing. Whoever the leader is of the team, be it you know going back to Frank Mason, Devontae Graham, uh, Ochai Abaji to Jalen Wilson, those guys just make all the big plays down the stretch and they win the game somehow. More often than not, and this year they just they just don't. Last night they weren't even in the game. That that was, but it's you just aren't used to seeing them. Be I mean they're fourteen and zero at home, and you mentioned the teams they've beaten at home. Connecticut, yeah. Houston. <laughs> How can you lose all these away games like this? And it almost seems like it's like a mental thing now. Um, so I don't know, man. Because like you said, the, the away games they have left, top 25-ranked team in Oklahoma, top 25-ranked team at Baylor, top 25-ranked team in Houston. Does, mean, and, and doesn't this suggest that this could be the most wide-open, unpredictable Big 12 tournament ever? Absolutely. Definitely going to be wide open and crazy. Yeah. Right? With an extra day of ball. I yeah. mean, 
that'll be you'll lean towards Kansas because they, they'll have you know Iowa State one of my right. women, they're, they're yeah. fans too but still there'll be so many matchups you look at on paper like I have no idea I don't know yeah, yeah. you know because usually you look at it and you think well I feel pretty good about you know, it'll be the the championship game will be you know two of these group of three teams and I'd be pretty shocked if they're right but like like uh, there's seven or eight teams like I wouldn't bat an eye if they end up going to the title game or winning it. That's going to be wild. And I know it's not, you know, you want you want to go into it and, you know, Kansas is by far the favorite. If you're just a uh, college basketball fan, that's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Just, to, you know, for, for every, everyone kind of feels like, oh, hey, we get hot. We got a shot at this thing. Because it seems like if you can get Houston away, you get Houston out of Houston, they're they're more beatable. Get Kansas away from Allen Fieldhouse, okay, maybe you got a shot. And so that could be really wild. Now here I say this, and you know, championship game, Kansas and Houston. So you know, whatever. It can but happen. I, but I, you know, Iowa State. But does anybody expect Kansas and Houston to just waltz through it no. like it, you know, double digit wins the whole way? No, those games are going to be good and tight. Oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. So, but there you go. It's a big twelve. And again, it wasn't just the Kansas loss last night. They lost by twenty nine. Yeah. You was like, whoa. Cause I tuned in the second half. Hey, let's see, we'll see what's happening. Oh, whoa, hey, what's going on down here? We'll take a break. And now we know uh, a lot of it, not just the depth, lack of depth, not just the fact that they're on the road, not the fact that Bill Self got thrown out of the game. A lot of this we can blame on uh, Jake and his live betting. Who the hell's live <laughs> betting that game in the second half? That's really the first sign that this is a problem. When it's not, you know, it's all good and you know, good fun and everything else. When we find out he's live betting that game in yeah. the second half. Oh, they cut it to what, nine. What are we, like, that, that's when you step back and we're yeah. like, what are we doing here? Yeah. What are we doing here? I had some winnings. So, that's, yeah. some, that's, some, that's you. I had some Super Bowl winnings. That was a heat check. And guess what? Yeah. You ain't that hot. Yeah. You just took a three from the logo and you airballed it. So let's take Easy a step back. Step. Let's, let's reevaluate the process yeah. now. <laughs> All right, back after this on WHP. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHP. A couple of interesting things off of uh, X, off of Twitter yesterday. Bob Sturm tweeted out a chart about uh, Spags, and he said, Spags decided to do something nobody else had the guts to do all season. Challenge San Francisco. With no respect whatsoever. And basically as a chart, the charts the uh, coverage type tendencies for a game. And so you get to see what the Chiefs did compared to what everyone else did against the 49ers this year. So, cover zero percentage. We'll just go by, we'll go by the playoffs. Right, Green Bay had cover zero two point four percent of the time against the Forty ers The Lions two point nine percent. What about the Chiefs? The highest anyone had. Nobody had double digits in the regular season, except for the Eagles at thirteen point three percent and the Giants at seventeen point nine percent cover zero percentage. Against the Niners. 20%. 21.4%. 
cover one percentage. In the playoffs, Green Bay at 7.1%. The Lions at 25.7%. Chiefs, 40.5%. Wow. Man coverage percentage. The Packers at 9.5%. The Lions at 28.6%. The league average against the 49ers, 30.4%. Chiefs, what do you think the percentage was of man? 67. 64.3%. I hope they had an extra seat for Spag's balls on the plane <laughs> back to Kansas City. They don't fit in the overhead compartment. Right. It just, I mean, that's what he did. Good balls. But he, you know. I mean, he just. Good balls. Nobody else had the guts to do that, especially in the playoffs. You know what else nobody had? Sneed and McDuffie. The corners to do it, right? Helps you have those big balls when you got uh, yes. you got guys out there that can that can actually do the job. And that just makes it that much more impressive what McDuffie particularly, but, but McDuffie and Sneed, all those guys did because they, they have to then go cover those guys, right? You can get burned. The reason teams are scared to do it. And how many, gosh, how many great plays did McDuffie make? MVS retweeted uh, a highlight package from Trent McDuffie in the postseason. And this is what MVS said. People don't truly understand how good this kid is. So quiet and humble. Don't say blank, but he will have you strapped in like a roller coaster. That's MVS talking about McDuffie. And he said, PSA, 22 and 38 are the best corners in the league. Also, seven is automatic from like anywhere on the field. I like this MVS. Just letting people know things. Yeah. There's some other fun facts out of the Super Bowl. James Palmer tweeted out, The Chiefs trailed for 42 minutes and 5 seconds of game time in the Super Bowl. That's the second most game time trailed in a Super Bowl win in NFL history behind the 1982 John Riggins-Washington win. I mean, you remember? I mean, the, was that, was the, that Reagan, over Miami? The, the Reagan's game that was in '82. But that's it. That's the only time. That's the only team that has trailed in a Super Bowl more than the Chiefs did as far as game time, and still won the game. That's unbelievable. And. Did it ever feel like the Chiefs were out of that game? Or well, no, you know what I mean. Like you just. No, of course not. Of course not. That's that. I mean, <laughs> they're the first team now to have three Super Bowl victories, where they trailed by ten points, at least ten points in each Super Bowl. They've had a ten-point deficit in all three Super Bowls they've won. With Patrick Mahomes. Think about it. I mean, it's, I mean, you're lucky if you get one of those in your life. Three times we've seen it already. <laughs> only quarterback ever. Ever. And he's currently the only active player with more than one Super Bowl, quarterback-wise. When, when Washington beat the Dolphins... 27 to 17 in the Rose Bowl. 
and the MVP was John Riggins. That's the only other time a team trailed for longer in the Super Bowl and still won it. That's one of the first Super Bowls I really remember watching. Um, and the Dolphins' offense couldn't do much in that game, even though I didn't realize that they had been ahead for that long. The uh, The Chiefs also completed their terrific season of consistency defensively. Most games in a season allowing 25 points or fewer, the Chiefs with 20. The next closest team is the 2,000 Ravens <laughs> with 19. Now the Chiefs, you know, had an extra game there, but still. Right? And I would argue it's 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 harder to hold teams under 25 points in today's NFL than it was then. And then the teams that had 18 games of allowing the opposition 25 points or fewer, 78 Steelers, 86 Giants, 90 Giants, 2001 Eagles, 2002 Bucks, 2005 Steelers, 2008 Steelers, 2013 Seahawks. Every single one of those teams won the Super Bowl except the 2001 Eagles. Every single team on that list won the Super Bowl, except the 2001 Eagles. Most game-winning touchdown passes in the fourth quarter or overtime in NFL playoff history. Most game-winning touchdown passes in the fourth quarter or overtime in NFL playoff history. Joe Montana with four, and then tied with three, Kurt Warner, Terry Bradshaw, Tom Brady, and Patrick Mahomes. Well, it just seems like a matter of time before Mahomes owns that record. Well, yeah. I mean, we're talking about, like, if this was the end of his career and looking at all of these records and where he fits, you say, well, that's, I mean, that's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he's a he's a shoe-in Hall of Famer, and, you know, where does he rank amongst the greatest ever? Well, hold on here. His career's that he's effing 28. <laughs> <laughs> and he's on all these lists with guys that played two decades. Yeah. Yeah. The, the all-time greats that played two decades. <laughs> the all-time so greats. So it's like, that's not, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, yeah. Yes. He's on that list with Montana, Warner, Bradshaw, and Brady. Yes, he's going to get a few more chances. And we're going <laughs> to see a few more. I'm going yeah. to say he'll safely have that record. When it's all said and done. <laughs> it's just, it's wild. And it's also going to show you how difficult it is someone coming behind, up from behind him to do a lot of these things because he's not letting anybody. Right. You got to, like, for all these AFC quarterbacks, you got to get to the Super Bowl to start putting up these numbers, and he's not letting you as of right now. Not allowed, you know. Joe Burrow got there, and he had a chance, but he fell flat. Right? Yep. You know, he had a chance at the Super Bowl. And he had was, a chance in the fourth quarter, didn't he? Well, yeah, he had the ball at the end of the game and had a chance to win it. He failed. Just like he did in the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Joe ain't so cool all the time. Well, we're talking about these other quarterbacks like like Allen and Purdy who did enough to win, except for Patrick Mahomes did more. Right. <laughs> We will uh, be right back after this on WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol and Sports Radio 810 WHB.
According to CBS Sports, the Super Bowl was the most watched telecast in history. Super Bowl 58 had a total audience delivery of 123.4 million average viewers across all platforms. CBS led the way with 120 million viewers, the largest audience in history for a single network. Super Bowl 58 was the most streamed Super Bowl in history, led by a record-setting audience on Paramount+. Plus. More than 200 million viewers, 202.4, watched all or part of Super Bowl 58 across networks. The highest unduplicated total audience in history and up 10% versus last year's Super Bowl. Tay-Tay effect. You know, you what it was? I think that's some of it. I think that's a decent amount of it. Um, obviously, it's a great game. Chiefs are a dynasty now, and so I think the more the Chiefs win, actually, the more people are going to want to watch them, even if that means they're rooting against them. I think that's a huge part of it. You know, it's like people tuned in as, as Jake you know, made the comp to Tiger Woods. A lot of people might have tuned in because they wanted to see Tiger lose. Floyd Mayweather, right? Like wh- whoever whoever the, the, the dynasty is. But obviously there's something more to it than that because the Patriots had a dynasty and they didn't generate this kind of viewership. Um, is she coming to the parade, by the way? Hold on. Call her? You call her? Hey, Taylor. Well, you got it. You're on first name basis with your killer yeah, like, Why would Jake and I know, and not you? Well, you know, like, because you're plugged in. You're, you're you act, like you, that. You keep a low profile, act like you're not plugged into this whole thing. For people that didn't see that, why Jake's laughing when Nate asked, I, I reached for my phone. So. I like the fact that you reached for the hard line phone, yeah. too. not your yeah. cell phone. No, you know what? It's a secure line. <laughs> he knew that secure line. Yeah, it's a secure line. That's that's the line that you call it, Travis on, isn't it? I don't know. Hope My Bla- wife was looking up her next concert Hope, uh, stop is on Friday in Australia. Oh, Blake Lively comes to the Super Bowl. She's welcome. Oh, man. She invited. Yep. Yeah. What are you looking at me like that for? She's invited. I uh, 100% agree. Her and her husband. Sure. I love Ryan Reynolds. That's a, a beautiful couple. Yeah. Yeah, very, very attractive They're hilarious. Bring them all. Bring them all. Kansas City is a place to be. Yeah, it is. So, so I think Taylor's got a, let's see, February 16th in Budapest, according to this. I thought it was in Australia. My wife thought it was in Australia for some reason. I don't know. If she wants to be here, she'll be here. I mean, there's... Yeah, you know, she can fly. Why not? How about that? Tay-Tay and Trav up on top of the bus. How crowded is the parade going to be this time around compared to the other two? Beautiful day, 60 degrees. I'll be broadcasting live from Undisclosed Location tomorrow on Grand. My dad was texting me yesterday wanting to come in the parade. He said, you think, it's gonna, you think it'll mess with my PTSD? Maybe. I don't know. I'll put you in a good spot. There's like to be whole, like, around a whole lot of people, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We have that in common. I was going to say, yeah. I, I get it. But he, but he, but, but the point is, 
he wants to go. He down. wants to be there because of Taylor Swift. Like probably. the last person in the world <laughs> that I would that I would have anticipated wanting to be there wants to be there. Oh, Julia also. So I'm, oh, I'm like wow. stunned wow. by all this. I'm so I mean, taking it back. If that's any indication, it's going to be a massive crowd. So I got the whole St. John fam with me, so. My daughter wants to go. My son does not. Mr. Caesar is, uh, my best friend Caesar's coming in from St. Louis. He ain't going to miss it. Caesar. I haven't heard from that guy in a while. He used to text me sometimes. I don't know if you wanted wanted to hear from him last night. That'd be the kind of night he would text me. Hey, Dave, you got to talk to these guys. Yeah. You know? We get these guys together. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Let's take a break. Back after this on WHB.